We are here to make you money. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, Mr. Michael. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. We are the West Coast Gamblers. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston. We are the only gambling show that makes you money, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And today, it's all about the NBA. The play-in tournament is here. The NBA playoffs are here. We are becoming an NBA show for the next few weeks. We will have some different shows in between, but we'll be breaking down these NBA playoff tournaments. Who's going to win? Who's going to make the finals, the conference finals? We have NBA guests coming in, and we could not start our slate of NBA shows without the guest we have today, our senior NBA correspondent, Mr. Thomas Jones-Wortham. Very excited to get him on the pod. But before we get there, Drew, you and I had a little conversation with Uncle Milty last week about that Preakness Stakes. And oh boy, oh boy, Milty is good. Milty is good. Hey, hey, Uncle Milty, his numbers theory, boys. And I bet it. I bet it with my own money. The three <laughs> through six exact box. Like a ten cents an eighteen dollar punch, it would have paid out like twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. And would you believe the top five horses, two through six? Now, of course, the three didn't sneak in that super factor box. However, I have I, I was corresponding with Milty. I bet his picks. Yep. The f- I had a four through six. Not now 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 make note. Not a four six exacta box. A four through six exacta box to cover my three horses. And what do you know? Five six hits. That's a $10 ticket, and it paid almost 50 to 1, and boy, oh, boy. I admit, hey, we're the show that makes you money, and we made money on the Preakness, and I have been working extremely hard. Schaefer the Sand Trap is working extremely hard the last five weeks to really get some good golf bets. We have an amazing guest coming, Yep, Sleepy J himself, sharper, sharper than your sharpest knife in your kitchen, Sleepy J. I'm so excited. Good friend of the Hitman. And uh, he is awesome. We're going to have an amazing PGA Championship pod, and we are going to pick some winners. I cannot wait to have our guest on, and there's nothing like Major Championship Week, boys. What a week. Yeah, the PGA Championship show will be coming out tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day we release, Wednesday before the PGA Championship, the day of play in tournament. A lot of West Coast gamblers coming at you because there's a lot of things that you can make money on, and we're guiding you through it every single time. Dangles! Welcome back to the show, my friend. You're back from your assignment. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> Is that what you said? I was on an assignment. You were away on assignment. <laughs> I was away on assignment. Yeah, it was a hell of an assignment. Uh, mind-bending assignment in, in, in many ways. Uh, uh, but yes, I'm, I'm back. And uh, man... I'll tell you what, if uh, if senior uh, or we don't we don't give the senior correspondent title out lightly uh, on this podcast. It's something you have to earn for you earn. You have to prove that, you know, you can do it, that you can hack it. Um, and, and I'll and tell you what you're saying that we're about to take I'll, it away from Alan Pines. But keep going. <laughs> no, I was just about I mean, we could discuss that in the baseball offseason after we after we uh, uh, lick our wounds, as the case in some of our cases may be. But man, Uncle Milty making a strong case for senior ponies correspondent on the west coast and it's a whole i mean guys it's a whole ritual you guys remember there's a plaque ceremony there's there's some blood exchange like there's this whole process that you have to go through in 
order to be a senior correspondent on the West Coast Gamblers. Not something we just give out lightly here. So kudos to Uncle Milty for being spot on once again. No, he's a killer. He's an absolute killer. And the next guy we have on is a killer as well. Let's break into the NBA. It's time to talk about LeBron, Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. It's all coming up next with our senior NBA correspondent. He's in the waiting room. Let's get to the interview. West West Coast Gamblers. Our next guest holds two records on this podcast. The first being the most guest appearances on the podcast. The second being the most times asked, hey, when am I coming on the podcast? He, for the last year, has been brimming with pride after his Los Angeles Lakers defeated absolutely no one in the bubble last year to win the NBA championship. He is our senior NBA correspondent and outranks us not only in his basketball knowledge, but also in his age. At one point, this man, welcome him to the show, people, because at one point he brought over a girl to sleep at our apartment who then broke my toilet seat. We still don't know how. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Thomas Jones Wortham. Welcome to the show, TJ. Unbelievable intro. Uh, I should expect nothing less from you, Tony. Thank you so much for having me, fellas. What an exciting time to be a fan of the league. We got the, the playing games coming, the, the, the playoffs proper right around the corner. I am at Ric Flair level excitement, so please allow me a woo as we get this thing going. <laughs> that is a high level of woo. I'm, I'm excited, man, because you got to educate me up here. I am not the biggest NBA uh, a connoisseur in the world. I lean on you for that kind of knowledge. I'm, I'm excited to learn about it. I know I know the, the basics of the plan, but I'm excited to learn who you think is going to win because I value your opinion, man. I'm excited to have you on. And y'all, y'all, all y'all out there listening should be listening to this man because he knows what he's talking about when it comes to the NBA, and he is here to help make you money. There you go, Dangles, I mean, getting the plug in. I, I would follow that, uh, TJ, but I have nothing to say after that. Just sparkling review from, from Dangles. Sparkling. Hey, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy that a guy of such high character thinks of me in that regard. So, TJ, I, I mean, you are our senior NBA correspondent. You've been giving us NBA knowledge for the five years we've had this podcast. Even before we were a gambling podcast, you would come on and tell us who was going to win, who was in trouble, who was going to be good. And again... From the beginning, you are from Carolina, but you are a diehard Lakers fan. And they are the defending NBA champions. You have not been on this podcast since they wore that crown. And so I'm giving you the floor as a Celtics fan myself. Giving you the floor to say whatever you want, gloat, pride, do everything you can. Because for the last That's waning moment before the playoffs begin, you get to gloat about your Lakers. Yeah, what a remarkable time to reflect upon uh, the bubble last year. And... Y- a crazy time coming out of that summer for the world, the country, uh, you know, society, politics. Uh, and, you know, and thinking back on it, not only did the Lakers come to mind, but certainly the NBA's ability to lead the charge uh, in putting something together like that effectively and being able to have that competition uh, with, with very little interference from, from the virus at all. So, you know, I think that really allowed a sense of like, okay, logic science we can get through this that I think even now uh, was really impressive and you know when it comes to the Lakers it was a little little bittersweet I've uh, I've lived in LA for almost six years I have been a Laker fan since I was a kid so with them in the finals and through that impressive run where they might have beaten no one but they actually dominated no one Tony um, <laughs> it was it was bittersweet to watch those games in quarantine by yourself in your apartment with your yeah. girlfriend uh, so that certainly casts a bit of a, a strange shadow on the whole experience. But 
what a great gift in a year of so many, uh, you know, darker times to have your favorite team. You know, you, the thing, thing you cherish most in the sports world happen, which is your team winning a championship. Um, so many great narratives. Obviously, Kobe's death comes to mind as being super influential on their entire season and, and the NBA and sports world um, at large. So having that come together for him and his memory was pretty incredible. A young player like AD, I think it's good for the league when your really great young players achieve their first NBA title. I think that's healthy. That's a sign of a good league. And I think, you know, in thinking back on that whole bubble experience, I think one of the highlights really is there's a great clip online of AD in the corner watching as the clock ticks down when they win the championship. He's sitting on the bench at the time and just seeing him, a player, you know, who's who's worked his whole life to get to that moment, digesting and absorbing it was really pretty special. So I was happy for him. Uh, hate him or love him, Dwight Howard. Impressive full story <laughs> arc for the NBA. I mean, it, it really is. I, I, I know him well. He was the best player Hard on the finals team. That. It is. Best player on the finals team that played my Lakers in 2010 when he was taken out by uh, Powell and Kobe. But to have the career that he's had, Hall of Fame player, multi-time defensive player of the year, he has the ups and downs on and off the court through the second half of his career. But come back and to not only play on a championship team, but start. He, he started game one of those finals because he played so well yep. against Joker in the previous series. And now it didn't last. By, by game seven when they wrapped it up, AD was the five and Caruso filled in that last starter spot. But nevertheless, started game one of the finals, which was really impressive. And then, gentlemen, it, it all comes down to LeBron James. And the ability for him to accept nothing but greatness wherever he goes. He's been to nine out of the ten last finals. Three-time finals MVP uh, at multiple, you know, three different franchises. Uh, to have him come to L.A., fulfill his destiny, I think it would have been a tough look. As you guys all know, the sports world in L.A., it would have been a tough thing for him to come here and not actually achieve that. So to have that already off yeah. the belt, you know, already off the shoulders, the weight, to now just focus on continuing to have a good team. now the question team. is how many exactly. instead of can he do it. And he can get rid of the question of can he do it. And he can focus on the how many. And he's not talking about it now like he was in Miami. He's an older man. He's I think he's a, a more grounded guy maybe than he was when he did the decision and went to Miami and all of that nonsense. But you're absolutely right. As with most things in the league, it all comes back to LeBron. So yeah, a little less pressure. And it allows us to just really figure out what this team looks like moving forward. Um, and hell, I'm excited. This year might be an opportunity to watch my team in the finals with friends out in LA, out in the world. So let's hope so. Well, they're definitely in the mix. They're the current, even though they're in the play-in tournament, they are the favorite in Vegas to win the West at two to one odds, which we'll get to as we go on. But before we get there, I do want to talk about LeBron for a second. He has the ankle injury. AD has missed a lot of time off, but LeBron as a Laker, he's been there. It's now his third year as a Laker. Obviously, winning the franchise glues him to your franchise forever, correct? Like, he's, he's, when you think of great Lakers 20 years from now, 30 years from now, LeBron's going to come up, obviously. So, well, he's the sixth man at, like, I mean, he's the sixth man right now. Let's be honest. Sixth man. Who, who's your five? <laughs> Kobe, Jerry West, Kareem, Shaq, and who am I missing? I'm missing someone. Ron Artest. Pau Gasol. <laughs> yeah, swa swaggy, swaggy P is, I think, on that lineup. No. Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma. That, no, that, that was better. That was better when I had a five solid in my head in, to, to say LeBron was six, man. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> you know, the Lakers were they were 21-6 and six before they started dealing with injuries this year. So even coming off of that very short gap between 
the finals and the start of the season. I believe it was the smallest gap for any professional sports from you know the final game of the championship to the start of regular season. Uh, they still came in uh, throwing haymakers at the beginning of the seed when they were healthy. Um, even through all the injuries, they've led the NBA in defense for the entire season yep. with all of their subs and their deep bench. And a lot of new people. And a lot of new people, you know, uh, you know, currently right now, Schroeder, not with the team last year, a starter. Uh, you know, we got the big man, Dr. Dre, uh, currently a starter. So we have some <laughs> new guys to work in, but there was enough DNA from last year, enough uh, proof that they knew they could do it when it counted to, I think, carry the torch for these guys like LeBron that just needed some rest to deal some injuries, you know. By the way, guys, sorry, I, I'm embarrassed. Obviously, Magic uh, is the point guard of the all-time Lakers <laughs> five. Magic, Magic, Kobe, Jerry West, and I'll go Kareem Shaq is a big front court with LeBron as a six-man saying that, TJ. What, what is your opinion on this actual ankle injury? LeBron kind of bites his own tongue sometimes and says stupid shit, as we know. And he said he was never going to be 100% after this ankle injury. But what do you think his health is actually going into this playoffs? LeBron James has always been known for theatrics. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to have a, a, a player of his quality uh, on my team, of course. I was never like a huge LeBron guy, but I think regardless of how you feel about, you know, on the court, off the court stuff, how he handles himself, it's its impossible to, de- to deny his greatness. However, you know, he does like to, uh, he's been in the limelights for so long, it's its natural that he sometimes plays it up. I think the ankle is fine. They showed him right after, uh, joking around on the bench, but I think any moment he's going to take to try and craft a narrative of the fact that he's come back from this injury and that they're the underdogs and all these things, he's just going to feed into that because Look, he's in Hollywood, baby. It's a Hollywood story. You need an arc to this season, and I think he knows the role he has to play to you know, wrap it up in the third act. Well, for, for whatever it's worth, uh, according to Dan Weike, who covers the Lakers for the Los Angeles Times, LeBron told Vogel he's good to go last night, no issues, and he said the ankle's just a little tweak, I'll be fine. So for whatever it's worth, in this particular case, at least as far as Frank Vogel is concerned and what he told the media— he feels like he's good to go as of the recording of this podcast for the playing game against the Warriors on Tuesday. Now, they may be creating a narrative, we're the underdog, nobody believes in us, all those rah-rah moments, but the fact remains that the defending champion Lakers are two games away from being eliminated from the playoffs altogether. They sit as the seven seed, and this year in the NBA, we're having a play-in tournament where the seven plays the eight seed, and the loser plays the winner of a nine versus ten matchup. Somehow, someway, a 10 seed like the San Antonio Spurs, who are so decrepit as a franchise, have a chance of making the playoffs in the NBA instead of the Lakers or Steph Curry, who is currently on fire Golden State Warriors. Conversely, in the East, you have my terrible Celtics as the 7 seed. You have the Red Hot Wizards with Russell Westbrook, Mr. Triple Double, Bradley Beal, second in the league in scoring as the 8 seed. And they're now having to fend off the Charlotte Hornets and the Indiana Pacers as the 9-10 seed to steal a bit. You as a Lakers fan, two questions for you, TJ. A, are you scared that your defending champions can lose two games and be gone? And B, are you a fan of this play-in tournament? Do you want to see it continue? Do you want to see it be a one-and-done thing? Um, you know, ideally, we could have figured out a way to stay out of these playing games. But the reality of the situation is, is that we've been dealing with injuries. This is where we find us. And, and it ends up that we actually have a pretty decent path because of the way other teams like the Clippers and, and teams tank towards the end. Our path is actually good if you feel okay about your chances in the play-in. Our current side of the bracket, we would get to avoid potentially the Jazz, 
potentially the Clippers until the, the championship round. And that would leave us going on a the, the path of least resistance. So it actually, you know, on the road to gold is okay. But of course, you don't want to see your team in a situation where they potentially with one or two games could be out. You know, the, the NBA has best of sevens for a reason. You, the best team yes. usually comes out on top. So this, you know, more college infused, uh, you know, high stakes, uh, short attention span play in tournament, I think is only really good for the league. And although I'm not thrilled that the Lakers are in it, the gift, the very first season it's being implemented in this new way is Steph versus LeBron. And yeah. I think that, that the proof is in the pudding. There certainly will be some years where maybe it doesn't make quite as much sense, but I would argue in the old in the old way where it was just one through eight, there were seasons on uh, in the Eastern Conference where your seven and eight seed were both below 500. So you could just say like, oh, well, maybe it should just be one through six. So we're not awarding these teams with below 500 records of the playoff spot. But then other seasons, it plays out well. So it will certainly fluctuate. But uh, if you're looking for any more evidence that this is, is going to be an exciting event in sports and in pop culture, look no further than LeBron versus Steph in the playing game Wednesday night in L.A. with fans in the building. Probably the highest rated playoff game until we get to the finals uh, for the next you know six, eight weeks. So I'm very excited. I think it's here to stay. I think it's great for the league. And, and I'll end, end my speech with a quote from Big Al Einstein. <laughs> Big Al Einstein said the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. Okay, the NBA has always been the smartest professional sports league. They realize in order to stay relevant, you have to evolve. Stagnation is death. The play-in is good. Sign me up. Now, people don't like this in the major leagues because they have this in baseball, essentially. There's wild card games, these one-game play-ins. And a lot of times what you have is a situation where there's one call, one play, one thing that, you know, plays out and it, you look back and you go hmm is that the reason why the game panned out that way now I'm not one to blame officials or anything like that and I'm not saying that's the case here but I'm just kind of throwing that out there is that you know a lot of people kind of call attention to these one game playing games uh, you don't really get to see a team over the course of a series and 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 sometimes that's sort of like you know is there one moment that kind of ends up dashing a team who that maybe deserves to be in the playoffs uh, their hopes of getting in I think the difference there, Dangles, is in baseball. In regular season, you play 162 games, and for this example, a team like the pot, a team like the Padres this year, who uh, that rousing uh, uh, Allen with the with the Dodgers over, they're 500 currently. Um, <laughs> but the, the the Padres could be, you know, they could win 102 games and be 27 outs away from going home. I think that's the problem people have with baseball. But I'm with TJ here. Dangles and I, and I I'm, like I, the play course, in I, for the record. Yeah, I, I, I like I, it too. I, I, I'm just sort of throwing of it out there for conversation. No, 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 of course. And, and I don't want to put words in your mouth because I think the majority of people, this has brought absolute excitement to the league. And I mean, the fact that like what TJ said, I mean, Steph's playing LeBron on Wednesday night in LA. I mean, that's who's not watching that. I'm watching. I'm, watching that. I'm absolutely watching that. And I, um, I, I don't ever tune into an NBA regular season game, you know, <laughs> I'll watch the finals, it, but yeah, I'm TJ, totally stoked. TJ, I want your insight on, on some of these gambles, some of these bets, the sharp is swimming around in his pool looking for, uh, for some tasty ones. I got to ask very quickly, you know, Joker MB probably won two in the MVP ballot this year. Are we missing something here with Steph? I mean, like he, the eye test tells me and most valuable player, valuable player Steph Curry I mean I've never seen anyone like it the shooting ability his ability to take over game I mean is he your MVP I know he's not going to win it but is he your MVP personally uh he he's not I think ultimately the 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 best car the Joker can play is that he played every single game 
And I think that in yeah. a season where everything is compressed and, and so many injuries happen to so many stars, the fact that he plays every single game, he currently has his team in a better position seating-wise than Steph Curry. He's also never won the award, I think, naturally coming off of two back-to-back seasons uh, with Giannis. I think there was a, a, a spirit in the air of, of giving a, a new person the MVP, um, especially when the LeBron narrative fell to the wayside of injury. So I think Joker being... Uh, a new star in the league who who's played every game and been resilient. I, I think he has earned it. I think he's improved defensively. Uh, he can just pick you apart from every angle. And uh, as great as Steph has been, he's won it before. Uh, he's missed some games as well. And ultimately, his team is the last seed in the West, which is just not quite that impressive on the grand scheme of things. Print it. Nice take, TJ. <laughs> Well, Drew, you did lead into uh, uh, we're going to be trying to gamble on a few of these things. And the playing games will be very interesting to watch. But we are a show that makes you money. And we're going to try to make some money on these games. Dangles, if you would, the first games begin. The Eastern Conference play-in games are on Tuesday night. One right after the other. My Celtics are included. And I have a very hot take on these Celtics. TJ, after Dangles lets us know what these two games are going to be, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts on them. And then the three of us are going to dive into some bets. Maybe you can tell us if we're idiots or if you like it. And if you have a bet yourself on these Eastern Conference play-in games to start us off, feel free to dive into it. But Dangles, Tuesday night, what do we have in the docket? All right, let's start off on Tuesday evening in Indianapolis. We have the 10 seed Charlotte Hornets coming into town against the Indiana, uh, Indiana Pacers. The game starts at 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern time. The Pacers are favorites by three and a half points. The over-under is 227 and a half points. Uh, and that's the first game of the day here. TJ, any thoughts on the 9v10 LaMelo versus Sabonis? Oh, I know, I know. A lot of folks feel confident that Indiana is going to pull this out. They have the the talent to do so. And although I would not necessarily pick this as one of my best bets, I I do got a little tingle, a little spider tingle, that these Hornets, you know, from North Kakalaki, where your boy was born and raised, they got a little they got a little sting in their in their stinger. You know, they got a, they got a little flash, a little flare, a little energy right now. I saw that um, unfortunately Hayward will not be playing with them. He's ruled out, which is uh, yeah. not great cuz at times he has looked like he earned every penny this season with that contract, but he, again, health has bitten him in the ass. Uh, look, if I were to bet on this game, I'd bet Charlotte cuz fuck it. Sorry, Mrs. Crookston. I'm right there with you, man. I think the Hornets are the better team. I think Indiana is a little bit stale. I love Sabonis. He's one of my favorite players in the league, and I like some of the other players on Indy, but that team versus the lively Hornets team, I just think that Charlotte team is going to be hungrier in this one-game playoff. They're this close to making the playoffs, and LaMelo is going to go off. Drew, I know you've dove into some player props in these NBA bets in the future. Do you have any inklings towards this game, or should we jump right to my bets? Because I have a handful on old Charlotte. Let's go to your bets. I got, I got some things later on this game. Uh, I kind of side with uh, with our resident NBA sharp, Mr. Wortham, here on the Hornets, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Well, I'm right there with you, TJ. That Charlotte money line is screaming at me at plus 130. I think Charlotte comes out to win this game. I have another Charlotte bet I'm going to save until after the Celtics game goes, but LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. Me and TJ made a bet on my man Jason Tatum during the playoffs last year. Uh, well, basically, it was to Tatum to make a triple-double for a big plus money. 
And in the first half, he had it made in the shade. I think he needed two rebounds and three assists. And he ended the game still needing those two rebounds and three assists. But LaMelo to get a triple-double is plus 1,800 if you want to throw a little to make a lot. But what I guarantee you will hit, and this is on FanDuel, Melo's rebounds and assists, rebounds and assists over 12.5 at minus 110. This kid does everything for that team. He grabs rebounds off the ball. He gets assists all the time, and they hand out assists in the NBA very easily. I think 12.5 is a great number for him to get 7 or 6, 8 and 5, any combination of that. Rebounds and assists, minus 12.5, the over for LaMelo Ball. There's not a more fun guy to root for. TJ, you think I'm an idiot for that, or you think I have a chance? My man LaMelo does outlet passes like he's pitching a softball in a in a adult softball. He just winds it up underhanded and goes the length of the court right into the pocket of the, the, the passer receiver with the layup or the dunk. I think that's a great bet. I'm all about it. LaMelo is making fools look foolish for not being the number one pick. It looks like it looks like he's going to be rookie of the year. I think it's yeah. a great bet. Okie dokie. Tony, Tony, PRA, which is points, rebounds, and assists, is at 28, 28.5 at plus money. May I ask why you excluded the points from your bet? Because LaMelo can score 18, but he can also score seven. I know he's going to get rebounds. I know he's going to get assists. I do not know who, I, I do not know if this game hits the over. This might be a low scoring grinded out game, but I know the rebounds will be there. I know the assists will be there. A little hesitant on the points. And you know, you know, those ball boys love the camera and the bright lights. So to be in this game, you know, I think the stage is going to be lit, ready to go. So I, I expect him to excel. He is going to be crashing. Well, if that's all we have for Charlotte, I think we're all on the Charlotte money line or at least leaning towards it. I'm big on LaMelo point, uh, uh, rebounds and assists. Dangles, let's move on to my decrepit Celtics. All right. Yes, the Celtics and uh, the Wizards are our second game of the day. That one uh, at 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, the Celtics, the home team, uh, the Wizards are two-point underdogs, uh, and the totals 232.5 points. The Celtics limp into this one, uh, though they are the higher seed. Uh, and again, you mentioned earlier the, the duo of Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in this one going uh, uh, tough to be tough to deal with. I do think, you know, just in the beginning, something that will be of consideration here if the Celtics want to win is, oh, I don't know, a little defense, play some defense, and maybe they could just maybe. I know it's the NBA. I know we're talking about the NBA here. Um, but maybe a little bit of defense might might go a long way in, in getting the Celtics to the playoffs here. I've got some, some bets on this that I, I think are interesting. I just want to say before we hand it over to our uh, senior NBA correspondent who hates my Celtics as he is a Lakers fan, I just want to say that the one of the worst teams in the league, the Oklahoma City Thunder, won one game in the month of April and May to close out the season as they were tanking for a lottery pick. One game they won, and that was against my Celtics, who were fighting to not be in the play-in round. And that was back when Jalen Brown was a healthy player. This Celtics team stinks. Changes need to be made. TJ, what do you see out of the Celtics Wizards? Russell Westbrook, triple-double machine. What's going to happen? You know, it's interesting. I was looking at the standings today, and they're they have pretty similar records at the end of the day when the dust settled. Only two game difference in Boston's favor. Um, clearly, they peaked at different times. Well, I, I, arguably, the Celtics never peaked. Um, you know, coming off of Jalen Brown's injuries, I just think regardless of how bad the season was for your arguably first good best player, clearly second best player. With that season-ending injury, I just think it takes the wins out of your sails. You know, I, I think you just realistically realize your your. Ability to get it done becomes less and less feasible. They they were four and six in their last ten games. Meanwhile, the Wizards are on a bit of a hot streak here. Westbrook 
is on Johnny Storm level fire, just, you know, doing stats that almost took Tony <laughs> down in the fantasy playoffs this year. And while I do think, um, while I don't think rather that Beal and Westbrook, that combo will be able to make much noise in the playoffs in a seven game series, I do think their combination of energy and 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 uh, stakes to what they want to accomplish does put them in a position to put Boston out of their misery and beating them in this game for the whole world to see. So I, I think the Wizards do have the edge in this game. Drew, you got anything on this game? I do have something. And, you know, we see it all the time in the NBA regular season. Our friends uh, from the Betting Academy, Gina Paradiso and Big Perk, talk about it. Motivation. What are they playing for? So let's think about what the Celtics are playing for. They're playing to win one game to face Brooklyn. If they lose against the the Wizards, they get to play Philly. What are we talking about here? Obviously, Jalen Brown's out. Like, has there ever been in the history of basketball, in the history of playoffs, a more unmotivated team? If you would have pulled those players, how many of them realistically want to continue that season as opposed to getting out to the golf course, getting out to the clubs? Nobody. You know? Right. So, but here's the thing. Because how bad the eye test is for this game, everyone, their mother, our animal, our pets, all our dogs, they'll all be on the Wizards. Now, the Sharp does not like to be where the sheep are. The Sharp does not like the sheep. This is what I'm going to do with, with this Celtics, with, with this Celtics team. Do I think they're going to lose to the Wizards? I do. But why would I bet the Wizards at plus 108? Because I know if the Celtics lose against the Wizards, I don't care who wins the Pacers or the Hornets. They're not winning that second game. So you can bet the Celtics to essentially lose two games back-to-back to miss the playoffs at plus 400. My man, Tony, Tony Squares is clapping over there. This is I'm what sure I was going to bring up because this that is one of my is, bets. That bet is doomed to fail now since Tony's just all like doing cartwheels over there. But that's my bet. I, I, I just don't think True, of it. I love you. There, there, there has got to be – there's no way this team can be motivated. There's zero chance this team can even want to keep playing. They're done. So if they lose against the Wizards – what po- what possibly could they do to get up for that? Oh, they're gonna get they're gonna get the eight seed and, and play Philly. No, thank you, Boston uh, to miss the playoffs plus four hundred. A man after my own heart. I have uh, ten bets for this Wizards Celtics game, and that one is one of my favorites. Celtics no to not make the playoffs at plus four hundred. I've Conversely, also got Celtics not making making it at plus four hundred. That's one of my bets because I, I said exactly what you brought up, Drew. I looked at this and I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. It's backwards. Everyone thinks the Wizards are going to win. I, 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 and I think they will win this game, but the smart money, t- if you're going to bet, if you're going to bet on that game and you think the Celtics are going to lose, don't take the Wizards money line, take them not to make the playoffs and make more money at plus 400 than whatever the money, money line is. What plus plus one eighty? I was just looking at it. Something like that. Yeah. No public dogs, which the wizards will be, do not go to heaven. We know this as gamblers. <laughs> We're a gambling show. And, and, and we got, we got some proud dog owners here that, you know, our, our, our loved ones are at the rainbow bridge in heaven forever, you know, but public dogs do not go to heaven. So what I'm saying is this game stinks too much that the Celtics are favored. So I'm not even going to bet this game. I'm just going to bet the Celtics to not make the playoffs and sit back and relax the shit show that is the Seas. I love it. And conversely, to just double up on that, again, I love the Hornets in that first game. Charlotte to make the playoffs, to beat those Celtics in the next game and grab the eighth seed. Charlotte to make the playoffs is plus 450. I'll be playing both of those. Because also, 
if you get a the dream scenario where you're hedging either side, but there's so many ways you can make money in that second game to hedge against your bets, do what the hitman doesn't want you to do, but just make sure you're winning money. Charlotte to make the playoffs at plus 450, Celtics to miss the playoffs at plus 400. I love all the above. Dangles and Drew, do you have any other bets on this Celtics-Wizards game before we go to TJ? Because I do have some player props in this game, too, because I think I have a handle on both of these teams. I really want to bet the Russ triple-double. I really do. Um, <laughs> How can you not, 70- right? You almost yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, but, well, I can tell you why I won't is because it's $2.75, uh, and that just seems – it's just pretty intense. Minus 275. Yeah. Um, That's a lot to lay down you know, for a dollar. It Well, it, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. So – um, you know, come, come game time. Uh, I, I want to dive in this. I, I, I'd be curious about Beal's points. What, like once again, it's just, it's just, it's so hard. Like this is a game I think where it's going to be a really nice live betting opportunity. If, if you're able to watch the game, cause I think, you know, I think you'll be able to read the Celtics by language almost immediately. Immediately. If they come out, if they come out and they're, they're hustling and they're actually trying to fight through screens and, 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 you know, because cause the, the, the one thing, say what you want about Russ, and there's plenty of people, that, that guy will play his ass off any night of the week. The balls come out. He's going he's gonna to compete. We know that about Russ, you know. Um, so I just think it's a good live betting opportunity. Uh, I think if the Celtics gets down, if the Celtics get down the first half, I think you're constantly fading them. And I think if the, if, if the Wizards get down, I think, you're, I think you're betting on them to catch up. So that's kind of what I'm going to look to do. I just think Marcus Smart is going to look great in a Clippers jersey next year. But, TJ, before I go into player props, do you have any uh, inkling on gambling on this game at all? Well, my uh, best bet of the games ties this into a parlay. So should I say that leg now or save it? I'll save it. No, no, that's good because I have a Brinks truck bet too from this game that we can save for the end of the show. I just want to go into some player props real fast because the last time these two teams played where everyone was healthy, and this was before COVID shut down both teams, Beal and Tatum know each other very well, and it was very much one of those regular season games where you change the channel to it because both of these guys are on fire. They are childhood friends. They are offensive masterminds. Beal second in the league in scoring. Tatum has averaged over 30 points in the last two months of the NBA season since coming back from having to use an asthma inhaler to get back to normal before games. Beal right now, his point total is over 31.5 at minus 106. Tatum's point total is over 32.5 at minus 108. Tatum is the white knight. He will be the only one standing there lobbing it from half court trying to keep these Celtics in the game. I think both of those point totals are in play. In fact, I see both of them nearing 40 points. And if you want Beal to hit 40 points, that's plus 400. If you want Tatum to hit 40 points, that's plus 320. I don't mind sprinkling a little bit on that. My favorite one, though, and I don't quite understand why the money is where it is, but Beal to have over two and a half threes is plus 150. I know he's more of a drive and slash guy, but we give up open threes like it's our job, especially when you have Russ controlling the ball like he will. He's going to be, Russell Westbrook is going to be able to drive by every single Celtic that tries to defend him, and all Beal has to do is stand there and make the open three. Beal over two and a half threes, plus 150. Love all of that. TJ, am I expecting too much out of the two stars in this game? No, I I mean, when you start taking bets in the 40-point territory, I think that is a tough notch to get to. Uh, yeah. In particular, 
you know, the schedule they both had recently and, and uh, these playing games, they didn't give these guys a whole lot of rest going right into this game. So I think the, the lights are going to be bright. The stakes are going to be high. As, as good as they are, I don't know if they're going to be relaxed enough to be scoring 40 points. I think it might be a lower scoring affair. You also have Bradley Beal dealing with some potential hamstring injuries uh, that yeah. might, you know, uh, hinder him from being his full, you know, almost winning the league scoring title. So I think I think the lower uh, numbers around that 30-point range would be more realistic and more fun. And I think both of these guys, you know, they're going to be the, the, the crop of talent that you're going to want to watch that are going to make this game worth tuning in for. I can't wait to watch my Celtics lose. And again, a Hornets and Wizards money line parlay is almost plus 400 for those interested at home, like I will be interested. Let's move on to Wednesday, though, because there are not that I could find player props for these Western Conference play-in games, but there are lines, there are totals, so we can dive into a little bit of that. Dangles, what do we have on the docket? The first game, by the way, might be the lowest rated NBA playoff game in the history of the NBA playoffs. The second one, completely different story. Dangles, what do we have first? Yeah, this first game does not scream sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Uh, We'll head to Memphis, the FedEx Forum. It's the San Antonio Spurs, the 10 seed against the Memphis Grizzlies, the 9 seed. The Grizz are favored by four points. The total, 222 points in this one. 4.30 p.m. tip uh, on the West Coast, 7.30 for those of you tuning in on the East Coast. I have a total of zero bets on this game. Drew? Uh, give me the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> TJ. Actually, he's, actually, he's... I actually kind of want to bet on this game. I think the Grizz cover. I think the Grizz cover. I think the Grizz, oh, cover. I think the Grizz cover here. I love John Morant. I love John Morant. I think this kid is primed to lead his team, maybe not to a playoff berth. If, if it were any other situation, if it weren't a playoff, if this were like a one and in for them, I would say absolutely count them in I like I like this Grizzlies team I, I like the way that that Valenciunas has, has played down the end uh, stretch of the season I think there's an argument to be made that you know he could be the MVP for their team even though obviously Jaw is is the guy um I like the Grizz to win this game I think they'll cover that four-point spread um am I am I way out of bounds here I mean I, I just maybe I'm just I'm putting too much on Jaw, but I just think this kid is a baller he has played since the moment he stepped on the court he's been as advertised um, the number two overall pick. Uh, I just love what I see out of this kid every time, you know, every time I see highlights, every time I tune into, you know, maybe the end of a game. Yeah, I mean, uh, J. Cole, you know, the the second greatest rapper out of North Carolina other than this guy named Jones, you know, he just had this surprise album he dropped, and in it he, he name-checked John Morant, John Morant, I'm on my Grizzly. So I think that they're going to be bumping that in the locker room, feeling good about themselves Ja kind of, not kind of, definitely got upstaged by Steph a couple nights ago. And so I think he realized this is an opportunity to bounce back. Remember, these guys had some play-in experience last year in the bubble, uh, dealing yep. dealing with the Portland Trailblazers. So they've been here before. I agree. They, they have the energy behind them. Uh, as much as I love Pop uh, and his ability to get into the playoffs every damn year, uh, it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel like this feels like one of the equations we talked about earlier, where in years, the play in tournament, certain games might not seem as exciting based on how it all rolled out. So not a big fan of the Spurs ability. Don't ever quite count out pop. But again, I'm going with Ja Dangles. I think you're dead right. 
I don't think you can. I don't think you can count them out. Well, and I mean, look, if they do make it, how do you not like love this team's story? They're plus three ninety, by the way, to make the playoffs. They win against the Spurs, and then they play the loser of uh, of the Lakers uh, Warriors game. I don't love that matchup for them either way that that turns out. But you gotta love they. They would be, I think, a team that we would consider on this podcast feisty if they are somehow able to make their way into this uh, into this playoffs uh, uh, setup. I, I do think that's a great point, Dangles. That this game. It's going to be huge. Whoever wins this game will ultimately be playing the Lakers or the Warriors, and that will be deciding who the eighth seed is. So there are real ramifications, even though it won't be as an exciting game. There are real ramifications to if two of our biggest stars, LeBron or Steph, will even make the playoffs based on who wins that game. So I think it's worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, and every single NBA executive is hoping that the Grizzlies and the Spurs kindly move off to the side because if one of them makes it over the Warriors or the Lakers – this play-in tournament is never going to be seen from again. Let's move on to the next game, Dangles. The real reason why we're here, what's ending on Wednesday? Oh, yeah, the finale is definitely worth waiting for this time. It is the matchup. El Clasico, I guess, as close as we're going to get to it in the NBA. It's the (laughs) Golden State Warriors, uh, the what are they, the eighth seed, uh, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at Staples here in Los Angeles. Uh, The Lakers are five-point favorites. The total is 219.5 points, and again, according to LeBron James, he's going to play tomorrow night uh, as of the recording of this podcast. That's a 7 o'clock p.m. West Coast tip. It's a late one for y'all on the East Coast at 10 p.m. This is why we're here. This is why everyone's tuning this in. This is the Stop podcast. The this is the tweet. This is the tweet. This is going to be the game to end all games. I will say Golden State Moneyline is hovering around plus 170 if you think Steph can be the MVP that we all want him to be. Again, player totals are not out there. I would love to see what Steph's points are, what LeBron's assists are, what AD's rebounds are. I'd love to see all of that. I will say Lakers to miss the playoffs is plus 1,200. I don't think that's an option, but I, I do think it's an option at least better than plus 1,200 that they could potentially lose this game against the Warriors, and then you have a lovely little hedge opportunity the next night. Drew, do you have anything for the Warriors-Lakers matchup? I was just scrolling through some um, <clears throat> some data, boys, and, and, and you, you know you know the sharp. You know what he likes to do during these big contested matchups is he likes to squeeze the nuts, and he likes to play the under. He likes to play the unders on these. I meant peanuts, dangles, not testicles. With the, um, the metaphors here, yikes. But- this the the total here is under two twenty, which is which is bizarre to me. It's almost like too juicy. I I, I you know I, I, again come Wednesday, I'm gonna see where the money goes on that total. Um, oh, come on, you don't Lakers, want a yacht, Drew. Two hundred nineteen and a half. All they each have to do I know, is no, you know what I mean. They have to score one hundred against Steph. No, you bet against no the fire problem. flame, yeah. Steph. But listen, so the Lakers quietly, very quietly have have ran off uh, five in a row, as TJ knows. And, you know, they, they, they held the Knicks to 99 points with overtime. Uh, the Pelicans to 98 points. They gave up 115 to the Pacers and 122 to the Rockets, which, which, doesn't, really, which doesn't really matter. Um, I, think, I think this game, it's Lakers or pass for me. Uh, hi, hi, you know, the Warriors, again, game script has to go. We talk about this in football all the time in my handicaps, guys. When, when a team has to play a specific game script where everything has to kind of go their way for them to compete or cover or win. I don't like to bet on that team. And of course, Steph, we could see Steph here get 40. I mean, he labored for how many have yesterday? 46. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. On 36 shots, 46 and 36 shots. And you know, 
as much as I love the kid pool there from the University of Michigan, um, the, these these two rosters are not comparable as far as depth and talent. So I'll probably I'll probably lay the Lakers here. Uh, I'll probably lay the wood uh, in Hollywood under the lights, Tinseltown with fans. Give me the Lakers minus five. TJ. Well, to your great point, Drew, about the under, uh, I would tend to think that would be a smart way to go. Again, I think what we're going to see is a Laker team that is going to impose their will defensively um, and lay the clamps down. And even if Steph has a really impressive number, I don't think uh, Golden State has the requisite firepower to bump up that over, to get hit that over. Yeah, but in terms of the game itself, I mean, uh, are, are you guys familiar with the term mouse in the house? That's what like when I'm playing when I'm playing pickup basketball and Tony's guarding me and I'm in the post and they pass me the ball. That's what dudes start yelling on the side. They go mouse in the house, and what that means is that the defenders are just too small. And even though we lost some of our big guys from last season, the Lakers are following the same blueprint. They have multiple huge bodies to throw at all these teams, and obviously for some teams it'll be necessary for the matchup to match the size. In this case, it'll be to dominate the size. And again, I think even with Steph having an impressive number uh, shooting, the Lakers also have a great ability. KCP statistically, Tony's favorite player in the NBA, has done a great job guarding Steph this season. And then we also have Schroeder, who is a world-class defender. We also have Caruso, a world-class defender. They're going to be throwing bodies at him all day, keeping him off the line, throwing double teams his way. It's going to be a hell of a night for Steph to try to win that team, uh, bring that team to victory. I just thought of something. And <laughs> it it's interesting because, again, we're talking about something that's never happened in the history of the NBA before, a playing game. Yeah. So if you're, if you're Frank Vogel, if you're LeBron James and the Lakers, say you're up comfortably by – eight, 12 points late in the third quarter. And you know that, you know, that two seed is, is staring you right in the face in the Phoenix Suns, which you'll probably be favored in the series. What would possess you to speed that game up? What would possess you to put the ball up early in the shot clock? I think this is, and, and the more I think about it, TJ, like I, I'm going to play this under officially shave the sharp playing another under I'll take the Lakers <laughs> minus five and the under minus two and elevators, two, two elevators for the sharp. He yeah. says, yeah, because, because think about it, TJ, the only way this game goes over is like, we talk about that game script. If the Warriors jump out to a lead and Steph's raining threes and, and LeBron gets that look on his face where he's clearly, you know, shaking and nervous, but I don't see that happening. I, I, I think the Lakers take an early lead here. They're in control of the game. They really try to take the air out of the ball in the second half. So the more you just convinced me, uh, Mr. Mr. TJ, I'm, I'm liking the under more and more the more we talk about it. The Lakers will win with free throws, and that'll slow the game, the game down, and they won't be shooting three-pointers in lieu of getting fouled and going to the line. So that helps you as well. Shave of the Sharp, you, you, took, the, uh, you took the minus five here. I actually, I actually had uh, the, the Warriors covering here uh, in this game. I, I, I think this game is going to be closer than people think. I just I, I don't know. I, again, I don't, I don't know much about this league, but I know you can't count out this Golden State team with Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. Um, there's a lot of talent there. I know they're not as deep as the Lakers, but this is this is a team that has been to this position before, and Steph does have that will. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to win this game. I do think the Lakers win in the end, but I think it could potentially be a, a last-second shot game uh, that, that 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 this comes down to. So I like the I like the Warriors to cover. I just thought of another thing on the West Coast Gamblers, guys. <laughs> this is incredible. I mean, we should be doing this every day. Another thing. Once again, if the Warriors are down, what would possess them knowing that they get a home game to even try to come back? 
You think they care if they play the Suns or the Jazz? You think they're scared of the winner of the Grizzlies and Spurs? No. I think Steve Kerr could seriously potentially, in, in, a, in a potential blowout, could rest Steph, could rest Draymond, knowing that they have that second game. No, no, I, I'm, I'm talking blowout, DJ. I'm talking blowout, blowout. Like, like down by 20 late, Drew, early in the fourth quarter. Drew, I do think definitely that uh, the Suns are the weaker team to the Warriors matchup-wise than Rudy Gobert and the Jazz, but that's just me. The Jazz are very big. They're like the Lakers. Even their guards and their forwards are very, very big. The Suns match up a hell of a lot better to the Warriors, but I see your point. But let's move yeah, on yeah. now. We've talked about the playing games. We've broke them all down. I want to give out our backup the Brinks truck bets. We each have one for these play-in games. We might not be able to break down some of the NBA futures matchup. We will be doing the NBA from here on out. There's weeks and months of NBA playoff basketball to break down. But the play-in games are here, and they are soon. So let's go through our backup the Brinks truck play-in bet. I'm going to start with Diggity Dangles. What is your Brinks truck bet for these play-in games, my friend? Well, you mentioned it already. The Celtics to miss the playoffs at plus 400. I just think that's smart money. Why, you know, take it. Take that. Take the plus 400. Don't Love bet it. on that game. Just bet them to miss the playoffs. That's all That's all you got to do. Plus 400. That was my backup, the Brinks truck bet. I'm so glad you brought it up. Every time you guys bring up bets that I already have on my roster, it doesn't happen very often, but it makes me feel like I actually know what I'm doing. So thank you. <laughs> well, let's stick with that game because that's where my uh, Brinks truck bet is coming from as well. As I said, I- I'm right there with Drew taking the Washington money line you're not getting good value taking the first half money line for the Wiz at plus 110 not getting good value taking the first quarter money line or let's say they win in four quarters or let's say they're leading by four in the first quarter at minus uh, plus 200 those Wizards I mean there's stuff there that you could get and you could win but the real value lies right here because this is a guarantee my Celtics come out of the gate terribly over and over and over and over again. If you listen to the Simmons podcast, he'll tell you exactly how many times they've been down by 10 in a game or been down by 20 in a game, usually in the first half. The Washington Wizards are going to come out of this game knowing exactly what they want to do on offense and getting every shot that they want, and those shots are going to go in. The team total for the Washington Wizards is 29.5 in the first quarter. That is going over with four minutes left in this first quarter. Plus 100, Washington Wizards team total over 29.5 in the first quarter. Making money before halftime. Schaefer the Sharp, your brings truck bet. Boys, I'm doing. I'm going for it. I'm going to uh, TJ's uh, Lakers right in in all three of your backyard, the City of Angels. Uh, a little something that the sharp likes to call a correlated parlay. I've talked myself into it. I just did the math. I checked my app. I love it. I'm not going to mess with the minus five. I'm going to take a straight up Lakers money line under two nineteen and a half correlated parlay. I feel if the Lakers win. That game will go under. It pays plus 185. I love it. That's going to be my backup, the Brinks truck, Lakers money line minus, sorry, Lakers money line under 219 and a half parlay. Okay. Our senior NBA correspondent, you are the last one to go because you are probably the worst gambler out of all four of us, but you're here with reason. You know your NBA, and I'm excited to see where you decide to lay your money again. There is a responsibility you have. We are the only gambling show that makes you money. So you're back up the Brinks truck bet. The pressure it comes with being the senior NBA correspondent. You have the floor. We pay you that senior money, of course. That you don't just you don't just get that title. 
You know what I mean? I know. I appreciate it. With great power comes great responsibility. And Tony, there will be a paycheck coming soon. I promise. Tony, I'm I'm still mad about that Tatum triple double from last season. You talked me into. I I was counting my money. I was like, maybe I can get a PS5 in the fall. Um, It didn't happen. So I talked about a little bit earlier uh, with my love of the Wizards. Uh, This is a parlay. I should start off by saying a parlay, two leg parlay. The first leg is Wizards plus two. I do see this game potentially coming down to the last possession. I could see it being Westbrook trying to play hero ball, jacking up a shot, down by one, he misses. I could see the the flip of that with Tatum, down by one, backing a guy down with a beautiful turnaround fadeaway shot, winning the game because Tatum is that guy. So I will take the two points because the the you're not getting a whole lot of difference in value between the plus two and the money line. So I will take the plus two in, in that bet. Um and the second leg of this, and I'm going to be a homer on this one, is the Lakers' money line over the Warriors at minus 200. Because I think that hopefully, if everything plays out right in my brain the way it should, they it will be a 10-12 to 12 point game most of the game. I don't think it's going to be a big blowout. I think, I think it will be fairly close in, in terms of keeping the Warriors in some sort of striking distance. Um, but I just don't want to discount Steph's ability with three minutes left to hit a couple threes and make it a four or five point game. Um, the, the, the lights will be bright. Steph also has performed well in, in these tense situations. So uh, rather than dealing with the points at all, I throw those away and we'll just take the Lakers on the money line. And when you combine those, Wizards plus two, Lakers money line, you get plus 184. So I'm right in that same sweet spot that Drew was around that 185 mark. I think it's good value. I think they're going to be fun games to root for. And I think, honestly, they're both going to hit. Well, I do thank you, TJ. The playing games right around the corner a lot of intrigue a lot of money to be made uh, and thank you again your first uh, appearance on the show post pandemic welcome back my friend good to have you back yeah and i just want to take a second to congratulate you guys on all the success you've had with the pod with all the big guests and the evolution with the segments and and the new theme song and the new logo shout out to the ballerina i've been a fan since day 1 i'm so thrilled to have the title of of guest appearing the most times uh, I feel honored that amongst all these huge celebrities you guys get on the show that you invited me um, to come uh, kick around some ideas with you. So I appreciate it, and congrats on all the success of the pod. You have been with us since the first season. I mean, yes. it's hard to argue with that. You know, they're, they're, you are, you are, you have been with, I know you've been a listener since day one, but you've been on the show since season one. So we can't think of anybody else we'd, we'd have on to, to bet the NBA playoffs. You're also probably the easiest guest to book, but so that that helps too. Uh, I'm around. TJ, uh, thanks for the compliments, man. I'll just I'll I'll just be the mature one here and say we appreciate the kind words and uh, thanks for thanks for thanks we for the, your support. And hey, we got the NBA, we got the summer, but you know the bread and butter NFL coming in September, baby. We we're coming in caliente, hot and fuego. And I can't wait to talk about your Panthers. Oh, I can't oh, either. Oh, Panthers, I can't baby. Either. They're cooking. I'm so excited They're to cooking. hear what you think about Sam. My man, Sammy. What happened? Where did I leave my helmet, wait, Darnold? Real quick, before we go, TJ told me, he texted me, he's got his own war stories. At one point, he bet his hometown Carolina Panthers over five and a half wins. <laughs> over with the sharp five and a half wins. Come to week 17, they had five wins, and they brought in. Who did they bring in? He was number three on Tony's list. Uh, who is that gentleman's name? PJ oh, Walker. Walker. Yeah, PJ Tony, you Walker, ranked him yeah. in like your top Tony. ten on our quarterback list. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was he was fourth. He was fourth on TJ's list. And TJ, do we want? Do, or sorry, he was fourth on Tony's list. 
And TJ, do they you wanna, skidded do you so assess, hard down the stretch, do you, though. Do you want to assess PJ Walker's fourth quarter performance against the Saints when you had a hundred dollars against the Sharp? Uh, I won't address that. I will look into more recent history when you and I had quite a bit of money on that Super Bowl, and you went against the goat, <laughs> and you paid for it handsomely, a lot more than a hundred dollars. We'll keep that off the record, but uh, that's what I'll talk about. Like, hey, like KBG says in Rounders. I pay you back with your money. Yeah, part, part of my money. There, there, there were some other out-of-pocket expenses. Right. And that is it for the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and for our returning senior NBA correspondent, Mr. Thomas Jones Wortham. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for listening. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and it is time for the play-in tournament. Let's go. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Cup C to the G, West Coast Gang. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stacks in the pocket hole, squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Oh, he caught it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashion You. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.